Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that will help you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. Together, for you. Welcome to episode 42 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. I'm a family physician and an obesity medicine physician and a weight loss coach for physicians, which means I help physicians like you who are wanting to lose weight and feel like you know what you should be doing, but struggle with getting yourself to actually do it consistently where you start to see the results that you want. If that describes you, I can help you with my one-on-one coaching. Uh, Head on over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca and click on the work with me page to book a free introductory session, which just gives us a chance to get on the uh, video conference and chat about how I could best help you. And that kind of leads into today's topic because today's topic is about how to shift from focusing on perfectionism in your weight loss and your diet to consistency, which I'm going to show you my arguments for why consistency is a far more powerful tool uh, for you to use for lifelong weight loss. I just got back this morning from taking my dog to the vet who it happens to be his 13th birthday today uh, and got some bad news that he has um, some sort of myelodysplastic type disorder going on and isn't going to get better. Uh, So I'm feeling a little sad and um, I, you know, my energy level may not be quite the same on this. And if you notice that, that's why. Uh, But I also wanted to use that as an example of how I use these tools in my day-to-day life. So as soon as I sat back down in my vehicle and started the engine after leaving the vet, my brain immediately offered up a lot of food (laughs) suggestions. Like there was an immediate urge to go eat. And it's just because I was feeling sad and I'm still feeling sad. And so what I just kind of talked myself through when I was talking is I noted the urge. I noted the craving. I recognize that that's a normal response for what the news I just heard and what I'm kind of picturing I'm going to be going through. Uh, But I just said to myself, I'm just going to focus on feeling sad. Like this is going to be normal over these coming weeks that I will feel sad and the food won't fix it. The food's not going to make my dog get better or change what's going to happen. Uh, It'll just make me probably feel worse, like more out of control or, um, you know, physically worse. And so I'm just going to focus on just accepting that it's normal to feel sad, accepting that these cravings that come for food when I feel sad are also normal, but that I don't have to act on them. And that it's okay to just experience sad without trying to push sad away. And I'll let you know how that goes. I, you know, I don't know if I'll be perfect because again, that's the topic of today. I'm not perfect, nor do I expect myself to be. But I think just by consistently experiencing sadness and not letting myself act on those cravings every time they come up, I think I'll get through this okay from a weight perspective. And so let's just do the disclaimer quickly, and then we'll get to the meat of the episode about how to harness the power of consistency and how powerful it can be. And now a quick break to review a disclaimer. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician patient relationship. 
This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional, and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. And now, back to the episode. So I have a motto that I often use for myself, and I've been using this for quite a few years now, nearly six, actually. Uh, But my motto is consistently be consistent. And the place where I developed this was when I was starting to run again after having my last kid, my son. Um, I had been on bed rest for, I think, since 28 weeks. Uh, So I hadn't been exercising through the majority of the pregnancy. I, you know, got quite out of shape. I'd gained weight. I was feeling really kind of gross. And I have a history of when I start running, getting injured. So I have a history of getting shin splints and things like that. And so usually when I start to run again, when I haven't for a long time, my brain would be like, all right, like we got to get, it doesn't count unless it's this long or it really should be faster this time or things like that, which are kind of the perfectionist type A brain thinking, right? And what those thoughts do is they, number one, when you're unfit, like what I was and restarting, they make the run uncomfortable because then you're always pushing yourself at a level that really is uncomfortable. But also they they would make me get injured. That's how I kept getting my shin splints. And so I decided when I was running that I wasn't going to worry about how far I went. I wasn't going to worry about how fast I was going. I was going to run till I felt that I was done for the day. And then I was just going to consistently be consistent in keeping getting out there. And that's what I did. So some days I ran quite short, like I ran a mile or less um, at the beginning. But I just would try to do that three or four times a week. And over time, it built back up to where I could run, you know, quite long distances again without stopping. And it wasn't about being perfect out of the out of the gate. It wasn't about running hard every time and making sure I was doing it exactly the way a training plan told me to. What it was about is consistently showing up every day and just at least doing some of it. And I want to kind of move that analogy over into the weight loss sphere because that's really what lifelong weight loss is about. It is not about being perfect, even though our brains really, really want to tell us that it's about being perfect. It is about consistently showing up day after day after day and at least doing a reasonable job. And what do I mean by a reasonable job? That may vary for each of you. A reasonable job for me is essentially, I'd say the biggest thing that's for me when I've done a reasonable job for myself and my weight in a day is remembering why it's important to me. Because I used to go days, weeks, months without really being able to remember why taking care of my own self was actually important. So if I spend a day remembering that that was important and I make choices that are generally in line with taking care of myself and my health, even if not every one of my choices in line with that, I consider that to be a reasonable job. And if I consistently do that, then my weight response. The problem that I see so many people get into, and I see this with people from all walks of life that I work with on weight, 
is the black and white thinking. So that's kind of the diet industry type of thinking where you're either on a plan or off a plan. You're good or you're bad. You're following your plan or you're cheating. All that like really black and white thinking is essentially perfectionist thinking. Because what it's saying to you is for this to count, you have to do it exactly right. And the problem with that is then as soon as your brain detects evidence that you're not doing it exactly right, what does it do? I'm sure you're all shouting it at the uh, screen or wherever you're listening to this, but it tells you to stop. So if it's black and white, if it's, it's got to be perfect, if it's not perfect, then you don't do it. And that gets in your way of your results far larger than being slightly imperfect some days, but doing that consistently. So what I'm saying is often, you know, if you're black and white, if you're I'm on or I'm off, then when you're on, often it doesn't last that long, right? Because you can only be perfect, and I'm using my air quotes that you guys can never see, perfect for so long. And then, you know, as soon as your brain's like, we're not perfect, so we may as well blank, 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 right? May as well eat this, may as well really enjoy ourselves while we're off our plan, may as well just give up. What's the point? There's so many different thought patterns that can come in there when you feel that you're not perfect and think that you should be in this realm. And the problem is, is that the off part of that, so when you're, I'm on, but now I'm off, or I'm on and now I'm cheating, that then lasts often quite a while. Like maybe for you, it's a day. Maybe it's multiple days. For some, it might be weeks, months. I know back in my day when I was really trying to figure this stuff out and I hadn't come to all the coaching tools and stuff that I now use, it would sometimes be months where I would try and then decide uh, I can't do that and I would just give up for months. And then it's so hard to restart it. And partly why it's hard to restart is that memory of I have to be perfect in order for this to work. And that is a thought error. That's not truth. It may feel truth, but it's not true. You can be imperfect consistently and lose weight. It's the consistency that matters, not your level of perfection. And truly, it's through consistency that you make new habits. So doing a new habit perfectly a couple times doesn't make a habit. Doing it perhaps sometimes imperfectly, but doing it consistently makes a new habit where it gets ingrained in your brain. And really, that's all that we're trying to do. We're trying to change habits, let the old habits that involve overeating and eating in response to stress, we're letting them kind of fade or changing them to a new reward instead of the food. And we're building new habits of doing things consistently that help support taking care of ourselves, like eating healthy food, preparing food, getting groceries, doing self-care, all that sort of stuff. But it's the consistency that matters on whether that habit sticks. The analogy that I think about in this is the whole old tortoise and the hare, right? So the hare would be the perfection, the black and white, the I'm going to do a diet and I'm going to do it perfectly and stick to it no matter what. Versus the tortoise is I'm going to figure this out 
and I'm going to keep working on it and keep figuring it out and just keep showing up consistently. And which one wins the race? The hare burns out from trying to do everything perfect, but the tortoise just keeps consistently coming and ultimately wins. And so I want to propose to you that real change or big changes are made not through doing things perfectly, but doing things consistently. And perhaps one way to think about it is maybe when you're working on losing weight, maybe doing things not always perfectly, but continually showing up. So doing them consistently and consistently working on the changes you want to make. Maybe that is being perfect in your weight loss, right? Because that would be the whole other topic and whole other can of worms is what is perfect in weight loss like what makes us think that this is how you have to do it to be perfect and to do it right or to be on plan well external factors have told us that right and I think there's a fair bit of evidence that just following an external diet doesn't actually work so you maybe for you the perfect way is exactly how you're doing it and maybe slipping up sometimes is part of doing this perfectly because it's learning opportunities and that's how you figure out what areas you still need to work on and what things you can work on changing. Hmm, food for thought, eh? All right, so you may be sitting here, that's fine, Siobhan, but how do I actually be consistent? Like if I were just magically able to be consistent, I would be doing it already. And I think consistency is a skill to its own right. And so like I said, I wasn't consistent. What I would what I did is I constantly repeated that mantra consistently be consistent in my head when I was running and all the little thoughts about this isn't fast enough, this isn't far enough, you're too slow, you're too fat, all that sort of stuff that would come up. I would just say, no, I'm consistently being consistent. All I'm doing is consistently being consistent. So you could use that sort of thing. But I have four tips for how to work on building consistency in your lifestyle changes. So the first tip, number one, is to choose one area to focus on building consistency in. So again, when we start wanting to lose weight, we want to change it all at once. And that's part of perfectionism. Maybe it doesn't all have to change. I am such a big believer of small changes end up with ripple effects, which end up with bigger benefits. If we think everything has to change at once, we get overwhelmed, we get stuck, we don't make any changes. Pick one thing that you can change. Focus on one small thing and change that consistently. Once that is easy for you to do and doesn't feel like something you have to really focus on, then you choose another thing. Work on doing that consistently and it builds. And again, the black and white thinking and weight loss is it all has to happen now. The weight loss should have happened yesterday. And really, again, that's a thought error and it's from diet culture. But if we just start making little changes, they start making little changes in our weight or changes in our health or changes in our uh, shape, changes in how we feel, and we keep doing that consistently, all those little changes build consistently. And just like compounding interest, you get more and more benefit. And pretty soon when you look back, even though it feels like you're not going anywhere when you're in it, six months from now, when you look back, you've gone a really far distance. So small changes, done consistently, super powerful. 
My tip number two is choose a goal that feels manageable. And it kind of flips back to some of what I talked about in tip number one. But especially if you feel that you've been kind of paralyzed for a while and you don't know where to start and you just feel overwhelmed by the idea of losing weight, you don't want to choose like a really perfectionist goal. And again, a lot of it's so our brains are just so hardwired into that black and white thinking where, okay, so I'm going to get going. So all my meals have to be perfect. I'm going to eat low carb. So every meal has to be low carb right now. And for some people that works. But if that's overwhelming and that's stopping you from making change, then don't do it all at once. Choose one thing and choose a goal that is manageable. So if it feels like I'm going to stick with the low carb example. If it feels like changing everything and all your food to low carb at once is a challenge and is overwhelming, then don't do that. But what about just breakfast? What if you start your day with a low carb meal that's got lots of protein, lots of healthy fat, fills you up, makes you feel satisfied, and makes you feel more stable and in control of your appetite for the rest of the day? Maybe that's a more manageable place to start where you have more confidence that, yes, you could do that. And I'm giving that as an example. I'm not saying that that's where you need to start. Though I do think starting with breakfast is more powerful than trying to start fixing things at night because our energy and our decision-making powers are all worn out at night. Uh, So breakfast time, eating something that actually satisfies you. Because again, the black and white thinking, what do we usually do at breakfast? We wake up thinking, I overate yesterday, I need to be back on track, I need to be perfect, I'm going to really watch my food today. So we eat a small breakfast, small lunch, maybe we even skip breakfast or lunch. And then we get home and we eat dinner. And then we eat a snack, and then another snack because we didn't eat during the day. And we were purposefully very restrictive during the day that then amped up a bunch of our hunger hormones so that we're then battling those at night plus thoughts of, well, I restricted myself during the day, I was so good, and we end up overeating at night. Totally different topic, and I'm uh, digressing. And if you're listening to this little bit thinking that, well, what about intermittent fasting? I think intermittent fasting is a totally different topic, and I do use intermittent fasting, but if you, again, I find people grasp onto intermittent fasting because it feels the most restrictive, the most like cut and dry, and it can be a good tool, but I really believe for intermittent fasting to be good, you have to have your thoughts in the right place. It has to be done as something that's good for you. You can't have deprivation thinking about it or else you overeat when you start eating again, And you have to kind of have your appetite under control. So what I usually talk to people I work with is at the beginning, if you're feeling, I don't even know where to start, my appetite's out of control, I'm overeating at night, which a lot of people do. Intermittent fasting is not where I'd start. Super restrictive breakfast and lunch is not where I would start. I would start having a good solid breakfast so you feel full. So eat almost eat what I'm saying is eat more at breakfast, which sounds a bit backwards when you're wanting to lose weight. But generally, that'll make you feel more in control later in the day. And ultimately, your full day food intake will probably work out to be less. But back to the theme, which is consistency, it's doing that consistently to then start having space to build patterns for better eating at night 
and dealing with the cravings and the urges that happen at night without the hunger hormones is where I was going with that. Okay, so that was number two. Start with a goal that feels manageable. We usually, like if you've ever done um, brief action planning, right? So if you choose a goal with a patient, you ask them, how confident are you that you will be able to do this? If they answer less than 70%, then you need to modify the goal. So I would do that with yourself. When you're starting out and you just started working on building some consistency, when you set a goal of what you're going to focus on being consistent with, you want to feel 70% confident or more uh, with it. And if you feel less confident, then you just need to modify it. Like maybe it doesn't have to be so strict. Maybe it doesn't have to be for so much of the day or it's so variable depending what your goal is. But you want to be 70% confident that you can attain the goal or more. All right, tip number three for building consistency is you need to write it down somewhere. Our brains are such good editors. (laughs) They like to edit out so much information for us. They like to edit out food we've eaten. They like to edit out things we've done or haven't done. And so you could look back at the week and be like, yeah, I was consistent with that. But if you were actually recording how often you were doing it, maybe you weren't because your brain will lie to you in this because it actually prefers to just kind of fool you instead of you actually making change because change is uncomfortable for our brains. Change is ultimately good for us, but those parts of your brain don't really understand long-term goals. So write something down. So have like a journal where if it's meal planning or if it's making your own lunch, where you write down when you're doing it. Or there's lots of apps out that are habit tracker apps where you can just check off the day that, yes, you did it. And you can get a nice calendar of showing you the days that you actually did it. If you don't write it down, it makes it harder to be consistent just because of the editing power of your brain, where your brain's like, no, no, we're we're running consistently. I'm talking from my personal experience again here. We're running consistently. But then when you actually look back, no, actually, I just ran twice in the week instead of the four that I was aiming for. And if I consistently run twice in a week, I get injured. If I run four times in a week, I build my endurance and I get fitter and I feel better. But my your my brain would like to modify what actually is happening for me uh, and give me a totally different story. So concrete data is really helpful and important in this realm. All right, fourth tip for how to build consistency, sorry for the stumble, how to build consistency is sometimes you need to give yourself tough love. So as I mentioned before, changing habits, making lifestyle change is not always comfortable. Sometimes there is an element of discomfort. So choosing healthy stuff And healthy behavior often means you're saying no to something else. And this isn't only true for healthy stuff, because I think our brains like to tell us that, well, if I'm choosing the healthy stuff, I'm being deprived of the other things. Like if I'm choosing to wake up early to go for a run, I'm being deprived of staying cozy in my bed for another hour. Yet it works the flip side too. If I choose to stay cozy in my bed for an hour, I'm feeling I'm depriving myself of the extra energy and the physical energy. endurance and health I would have gotten if I got up for the run. Same thing with the food. If I'm choosing the junk food, if I go through the drive-through and eat the fast food, I'm choosing that, but I'm depriving myself of my overall energy levels, my physical feelings of wellness, 
and my kind of mental feelings of wellness and being in control. So everything in life, when you make a choice, you're always saying no to something else. And that is inherently uncomfortable when the primitive part of your brain would actually prefer you to choose the opposite. So it's not so inherently uncomfortable when the primitive part of your brain likes what you're choosing, like the fast food, uh, then it makes it feel really nice in the moment. But when you're choosing the opposite, it can be inherently uncomfortable and some element of discomfort is normal. And what I want to argue is that's true in tons of areas of our life. It's not just limited to weight. Like there are a lot of days where getting up and getting to work on time involves discomfort for me. And I maybe if I were truly given a choice, if somebody said, hey, do you actually want to work today? Or do you, could I take your shift? I would in those days, I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to work, you can do it. But I still choose to go in and do the work. And I use that tough love aspect where it's like, well, this is your job, you just have to show up. And so we do that in lots of different areas of our life. I always use emptying the dishwasher or folding laundry as good examples that there is not a day where I would be like, yay, I get to empty the dishwasher or woo, look at these big piles of laundry I get to fold. And yet I do. And I use tough love to make myself do it because I know that in the interest of our family, it just needs to get done. And what I, I'm telling you all that so that you can look at it when you're making these lifestyle changes, it is okay to use tough love with yourself using tough love to get yourself to make the changes even on the days where you don't want to does not mean that you're depriving yourself or you're being mean to yourself it's you are making yourself take the action on a consistent basis that you know you need to do for your long-term goals so you know you need to do that action consistently to get what's in your best interest And I think this is really important because I think, again, like there's diet culture, but then there's like the anti-diet culture where we're sort of told we shouldn't deprive ourselves or, you know, everybody should be able to eat what they want and things like that. And that's just not actually true. If you want to maintain a weight that feels healthy for you, for some people, obviously some people can eat whatever they want and maintain their weight. But if you're listening to this, I assume you probably can't. So that that's not helpful either. So instead, just recognizing that, yeah, sometimes you're not going to want to do these things. Sometimes there will be other things you would prefer to do. But using a bit of tough love and making yourself do it anyways is super important for building consistency. And if I go back to my running example, I run early in the mornings. And so, you know, how often do I actually want my alarm to go off, especially now because it's pitch black when it goes off and there's bears out there. Uh, But, you know, how often do I actually want the alarm to go off? Like from that aspect, zero. It's rare for me to be like, yeah. But using the tough love and actually doing it anyways, getting myself up anyways, my days are far better and that's why I do it. So that moment where I'm getting out of my cozy bed into a dark, cold house, walking out the door, with the headlamp on and hoping I don't see a bear, those moments are not are the moments where I'm using the tough love. And I'm using that tough love because I know that the payoff for the rest of the day makes it totally worth it. And that's the sort of approach you want to use with your tough love. So if it's, say, meal planning, 
that you don't want to do in the moment, the payoff for it is if you do the meal planning now, you don't have to think what's for dinner for the rest of the week. Like you use tough love, you sit yourself down, you choose your meals that are going to be healthy for you, and then it's done for the week. So you're saving your future self the effort of thinking in the evening, oh God, what am I going to feed everybody? Because it's already decided. So you use tough love and remind yourself of what the ultimate payoff is. Why are you doing it? I'm eating a better breakfast so I don't have my mid-afternoon slump, even though I don't really want to eat this breakfast right now. I'm choosing the salad because losing weight is really important to me because I want to be able to do this activity with my kids. Uh, Then even though the salad isn't what you want and you don't want the salad in the moment, using that bit of tough love without thinking of it like, oh, I have to eat a salad, which would be deprivation style thinking. If you're thinking, you know what, I'm choosing the salad because I know it's in the best interest of my long-term goals, then that really helps you build consistency. And it comes back to, we talked about this a bit in the motivation episode, but it's a fallacy to think that you will always be motivated to make lifestyle changes. And we're told that, so you're not wrong if that's what you've kind of internalized, but it's not true. You, no matter what you're doing, even if it's the most fun thing, like I'm sure what would be the most fun profession, like being a clown? I bet there's days where clowns don't want to be clowns. Now that might, for some people, that might freak you out because <laughs> of the whole clown thing. But, you know, there for everything, even the most fun stuff, there's days where you're not motivated to do it. Uh, and so you still need a bit of that tough love to just hold yourself accountable and actually do it. And so ultimately, when you're working on building consistency, the days that you don't want to do the action that you're building consistency with, you need to just do it anyways. And you need to just tell yourself, I'm doing this because I'm being consistently being consistent. Or, you know, if there's some other mantra that works for you, you just need to remind yourself why and just do it is what it boils down to. So to summarize the four tips for how to build consistency is Number one, choose one area to focus on. Don't try and change everything at once if you struggle with making changes. Number two, choose a goal that feels manageable where you feel at least 70% confident that you can do it consistently. Number three, write down and record your consistency somewhere so your brain can't edit it out. And number four, sometimes you need tough love. And so sometimes you need to just step up and give yourself tough love and make yourself do it even when you don't want to. All right, if you're listening to this podcast and enjoying it, make sure that you hit the subscribe button and share it with other people that you think might enjoy it. I really appreciate any sharing that you do. Uh, If you have time, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. It really does help podcasts get found. And remember, I want to hear from you. So tell me what things you're working on, what things are working well for you, but also what things you're still struggling with and what topics you would like to see on upcoming episodes of the podcast. That lets me tailor this podcast to be as helpful for you as possible. So send me an email at info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. All right, we'll talk to you later. Have a fantastic week, guys. Thank you for listening.